0: Welcome to the Shawnee Mack Show. My name is Shawnee Mack. It's a pleasure to have you with us. If you're watching on YouTube, I need to apologize straight away for the sheer amount of white you're seeing on your screen right now. <laughs> See, uh, it's t-shirt weather here now uh, where, we, where we do the show, and the white balance is freaking out over my ghostliness. It's like a solar eclipse. You, just, you don't want to look directly at it. So, sorry. Now check out this segue, because I am a professional. While things are heating up around much of the country, Washington heated up quite a bit last night as one Joseph R. Biden II delivered his first State of the Union address as our president. You might be wondering, what could a man who spent 36 years in the U.S. Senate, eight years as vice president, and a little over a year now as president, possibly say that Could be new or fresh or dynamic? Well, the answer is uh, mostly nothing. But while many were discussing the substance and delivery of the speech itself, one thing is still very clear. After five decades in the game, nobody enters a room like Lunchbox Joe. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good to see you. Nice tie. Hey, check out those earrings. Hey, hey, say hi to your mom. Hey, looking good. Looking good. Huh? Looking good. (laughs) Politicians are going to politic. The speech itself went an hour and ten minutes, which is actually short by State of the Union standards, ladies President Biden hit all the usual notes. He started out by acknowledging the elephant in the room, which is, of course, Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine.
1: Six days ago, Russia's Vladimir Putin sought to shake the very foundations of the free world, thinking he could make it bend to his menacing ways. But he badly miscalculated. He thought he could roll into Ukraine and the world would roll over. Instead, He met with a wall wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. (laughs) Fearlessness, their courage, their determination literally inspires the world. Groups of citizens blocking tanks with their bodies. Everyone from students to retirees to teachers turned soldiers
0: defending their homeland. Toddlers are firing artillery guns mounted on their tricycles. Priests and nuns are having sex to repopulate. Teenage girls are giving those tanks some serious stank eye. Okay, okay, not bad out of the gate. A little inspirational ditty about the resilience of Ukraine. Well, no real discussion of any energy or military consequences that could be coming down the pipe all right, uh, what about on the domestic front? Any totally non-controversial stuff Congress still won't do? Offering a unity agenda for the
1: nation. Four big things we can do together, in my view. First, beat the opioid epidemic. Second, (laughs) let's take on mental health, especially among our children whose lives and education have been turned upside down. Third piece of that agenda is support our veterans. Veterans are the backbone and the spine of this country. Let's end cancer as we know it.
0: All right, all right. Let's see what you did there. A little opioids, some mental health. Shout out to veterans that let cure cancer. Okay, not bad. We'll see how they spin that. How about the members themselves? Did they give themselves a standing ovation for a complete no-brainer they should have done 20 years ago but have never had the balls to do? Oh, you bet your ass they did One being stationed
1: at bases Breathing in toxic smoke From burn pits Many of you have been there I've been in and out of Iraq and Afghanistan Over 40 times These burn pits That incinerate waste The waste of war Medical and hazards material Jet fuel and so much more And they come home Many of the world's fittest and best trained warriors in the world, never the same. The VA, the VA is pioneering new ways of linking toxins exposure to disease, already helping more veterans get benefits. And tonight, I'm announcing we're expanding eligibility to veterans suffering from nine respiratory cancers. I'm also calling on Congress. To pass a law to make sure veterans devastated by toxic exposure in Iraq and Afghanistan finally get the benefits of the comprehensive health care they deserve.
0: We did it! Well, not yet, but we will. As soon as science tells us that burning a bunch of waste, jet fuel, and electronics with a whole bunch of steel, and then living next to it for many years, could be bad for you. And even then, we might not do it. Let's all stand anyway. Ha ha! I do have to give credit to these members of Congress on one thing, though. Getting up and down that many times, at many of their ages, for over an hour, can be taxing. You have to know when to clap. You have to know when to stop clapping. You have to know when not to clap. You have to make sure you're not picking your nose on camera for everyone to see and then assholes like me will make fun of you for it the next day. Eh, it's very tough. Last night's awkward stand clap moment goes hands down to the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. ...passed in the previous administration
1: that benefited the top 1% of Americans. The American Rescue Plan... The American Rescue Plan helped working people and left no one behind.
0: Hey, see, Chuck, they got there eventually. If uh, if you're just listening to the podcast and not seeing the video of this on YouTube, uh, Chuck Schumer stood up and took his pants off. It was a totally wild scene. I do have to say, though, two words serious pipe. Bravo, Senator. Bravo. So after President Biden declared the State of the Union strong and the American people amazing, he left us the way you would want your grandpa to send you off into the Little League Championship game.
1: May God protect our troops. Thank you. Go get him.
0: Yeah, go get him. Who? I don't know. Just go get him, whoever, he's tired, it's after 10. All right, so the speech was exactly fine. Now, of course, it didn't reflect the hardships many Americans have been experiencing for decades now or propose any kind of structural changes to the system that desperately needs it. But none of those changes have any kind of chance in this Congress anyway. It was a performative ritual. We go through it every year, I gotta tell you, I was even fully prepared to make fun of the spunky old man who was always this close to saying something racist today. I even cut together a collage of President Biden coughing directly into his hand right on top of the microphone. That microphone is gonna need to be replaced. At one point, he said Iranian instead of Ukrainian people. He had a really hard time at another point trying to rename the Rust Belt. I'm actually not running any of that on the show, because the speech was exactly fine. We all know the drill. At least, that's what I thought. Until I flipped on cable news. Oh yeah, you may have thought it was a pretty boring night of -of out-of-touch politicians applauding themselves for thinking about doing the bare minimum. But that's no fun. Who the hell would watch that analysis? I hope you do. By the way, please like and subscribe and follow and download and review the podcast, OK? Thanks. Let's take Fox News, for example. I'm sure they came right out of the speech with a leveled version of, eh, whatevs. Every issue, he was like Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's Heroes. I see nothing. I hear nothing. With him, that may be right. but But he denied any and all culpability. As expected, it was an unmitigated, predictable disaster, platitudes, bumper stickers, slogans, you name it, you know, filled with smoke and mirrors, detached from reality, seemingly written, to be honest, by a kid in kindergarten, maybe first grade, if we're being generous. Delivered by someone in a steep mental decline. Uh, As I said, bumper stickers, slogans, platitudes, clichés. And to be honest, I would have preferred to watch the president of Ukraine, who is now bravely fighting and leading a war against this Russian invasion. And tonight, if the world was looking for any American leadership, they didn't get it from Joe Biden. This speech defined America last, not America first. (laughs) there it is, finally. A reasonable take from a highly thought-of pundit and a very well-liked senator. Okay, so here's how it goes. A first grader, if we're being generous, wrote a speech for a nursing home patient in his bathrobe who's going to blow up the world and turn us all communist. You gotta love that nuance, don't you? But we knew they would react that way. That's what they do. It's Fox. Was somebody else maybe working exceptionally hard to sell this vague bumper sticker filled speech by a non-threatening journeyman as the beginning of a new age in America's limitless
2: possibility. This is Mehdi Hassan back with you on air on this historic night as President Biden wraps up his first State of the Union address. It's clear he came with strong messages from warning Vladimir Putin and his oligarchs about Russia's continuing assault on Ukraine to pushing the bipartisan infrastructure bill and addressing inflation. He spoke with an energy and passion we don't often get from Joe Biden, which a lot of Democrats would like to see a lot more of. Starting with forceful remarks on Ukraine, marked by an extended standing ovation directed toward the Ukrainian ambassador to the United States, who was there tonight as a guest of First Lady Jill Biden. Um, we also saw another standing ovation from both sides of the aisle President Biden tonight, his remarks on cracking down on... Russian oligarchs. Down his stake, this is, he is a foreign policy president fundamentally. That is his, was his skill set when he was a United States Senator. And I really think you could see his gravitas, the the things that make him easy to deal with for world leaders, because he truly does believe that. A lot of the rest of it was very classic Joe Biden. Uh, The president closed with what he called a unity agenda for the nation. And he did lay out a four-part agenda that is A four-part list of things that has strong bipartisan support, for real. Combating the opioid epidemic, the president notably making strong strong remarks tonight, uh, recognizing 23 million Americans who are in recovery, saying he believes in recovery.
0: (laughs) You know what my favorite part is about flipping back and forth between cable news channels at night? How easy it is. It blows my mind. It's just one button on your remote or on your screen or tablet or whatever. You sit one button. I feel like universes that different should require a little more effort to go from one to the other. Like, shouldn't you have to put on a hard hat or exit a space council or something? It is next to impossible to not get vertigo when in one button you go from the mentally challenged old coot is going to kill us all to... The inspirational, high-minded leader is taking us to the promised land all by himself. One button does all of that. (laughs) Uh, If you're uh, listening on the podcast now and not actually watching the video, I just took my pants off. And as anyone who sees this will tell you, I am no Chuck Schumer. So, a career politician gave a speech. That was exactly fine. In a room full of career politicians who thought the entire time about what their fundraising emails were going to say. The partisan cable news channels went right into their corners immediately afterward, and no one can seem to figure out why the American people don't like or trust any of these folks. Now The Beltway Press is full of analyses this morning about what this means for Biden's agenda going forward. But Joe Manchin's corporate donors already killed Biden's agenda, to the extent he ever had one, and primary season began yesterday in Texas. So the midterms have officially kicked off, which means Congress is in full-on campaign mode now for the next... eight months. Okay, so that's that. Now what about the response? Iowa's Republican Governor Kim Reynolds gave the official... GOP response, a chance for a genuine policy alternative. No slogans, no nonsense, just her and you. Governor, make your case.
3: It's time for America to once again project confidence. It's time to be decisive. It's time to lead. You just need to step outside of the DC bubble. Talk to Americans about what's on their mind. Ask them, what are your concerns? what keeps you up at night and they'll tell you they won't tell you that we should be paying people not to work and they certainly won't tell you that we should give billions in tax giveaways to millionaires and billionaires in democrat-controlled states like california new york and new jersey enough is enough americans are tired of a political class trying to remake this country into a place where an elite few tell everyone else what they can and cannot say what they can and cannot believe they're tired of politicians who tell parents they should sit down be silent and let government control their kids education and future frankly They are tired of the theater. But it's the American people who are waiting to exhale, waiting for the insanity to stop. Liberal prosecutors are letting criminals off easy, and many prominent Democrats still want to defund the police. The Biden administration requires vaccines for Americans who want to go to work or protect this country but not for migrants who illegally cross the border. The Department of Justice treats parents like domestic terrorists, but looters and shoplifters roam free. The American people are left to feel like they're the enemy. And keeping schools open is only the start of the pro-parent, pro-family revolution that Republicans are leading in Iowa and states across this country. Parents matter. They have a right to know and to have a say in what their kids are being taught. We're standing up for parents and kids. We're standing up for life. We're keeping our communities safe and thanking those in uniform. We're getting people back to work, not paying them to stay home. Most of all, we're respecting your freedom. If we as elected leaders are doing our job, then the government is working well, but operating in the background. It's supporting the ingenuity and spirit of our people, not drowning them out. It's keeping them safe, not restricting their freedom.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ, I promise you that's representative. 15 solid minutes of fake populism with a big old hunk of culture war red meat, which, as it turns out, doctors say is the least healthy kind of red meat. That's all right, though. It's almost springtime. Soon we'll get to escape right into March Madness and then jump directly
2: into baseball's opening day. Opening day for America's pastime has been canceled because of a labor dispute.
0: We're not going to be able to play.
1: The first two series of the regular season, and those games are officially canceled.
0: Oh, for God's sake. I just want to watch a ball game. They don't work for us. They're on their own timetable, unfortunately. So we can't do much about the baseball owners. But turns out these people do work for us. And we get to make them come to the table in about eight months. That's our show. Thank you so much for being with us. Please make sure to like our YouTube videos and subscribe to our channel over there. And don't forget, you can download every episode of The Shawnee Mac Show directly onto your phone, your podcast app of choice. And if you think we've earned it, please leave us a review on whichever app you choose. We're back with an all-new show tomorrow night at 9, and we hope to see you right back here then.
2: Take care now.